0: chapter 26 of carpenter's geographical reader south america this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by andrea k carpenter's geographical reader south america by frank carpenter chapter 26 uruguay in montevideo the Paris of South America. We begin our journeys in a new country this morning. We have left Buenos Aires, and after traveling all night on a great river steamer, are now casting anchor in the harbor of Montevideo. The day is just dawning, and the lights on the shore shine out through the mist, marking the shape of the city and harbor. The bay is like a horseshoe six miles in length, and is so large that many hundreds of vessels could be anchored in it at one time. Of late years, however, the mud brought down from the highlands through the Rio de la Plata has so filled it up that extensive harbor improvements have had to be made to allow large ships to come near the shore. We have to wait some time on the ship for the health officers and inspectors of customs. While we wait, let me give you a bird's eye view of Uruguay it is the smallest of the south american republics there are single states in argentina which surpass it in size and it could easily be lost in brazil the country is only a little larger than missouri it has all told not more people than philadelphia we can see the shape of uruguay by the map but if we could fly over or perhaps ride above it on the winged horse pegasus we might know it much better we should then see that with the exception of a few low mountain ranges the land is a waving sheet of billowy green with so many streams of silvery water flowing through it that they make a network upon it like the veins of a leaf we should see that it has rich soil and that cattle and sheep are scattered over it in quite as large flocks as in argentina if we looked closely, we might see that the houses of the farmers are like the mud huts we saw on the pampas, and that the aspects of nature are about the same. The climate of Uruguay is delightful. The country is as near the equator as Florida is, but the weather is not so hot in the summer, nor so cold in the winter. The seasons are the opposite of ours, so that when we have autumn, Uruguay has spring, and when we put on our furs the uruguayan ladies are using their fans in such a flight we should notice the long coastline of the country and might see great steamboats sailing up the uruguay river and smaller boats on other streams in the interior we should see but few large towns and should notice that all railroad trains steamboats and carts are moving to and from the capital the city of montevideo which we are about to explore we take a boat and ride to the wharves noticing as we go the cerro or hill at the left from which the city was named montevideo means i see the mountain the mountain referred to is not quite so high as the Washington Monument, but the land is so flat all about it that from the sea it can readily be distinguished far off. There is a white tower upon it, and at night the revolving light in it can be seen twenty-five miles out from land. But here we are at the wharves. We step out and wend our way through the city the buildings are large the streets wide and there are many parks filled with tropical plants and beds of beautiful flowers there are automobiles motorcycles and many electric car lines how clean the streets are this comes from the long tongue of rock upon which montevideo is built the rock extends from the cerro out into the bay it slopes so on all sides that the streets are all up hill and down and every rain washes them clean montevideo is a very healthful city and fewer people die in it in proportion to its size than in any other city of the world get out of the way of those carts they are each drawn by two or three mules harnessed abreast how huge and clumsy they look each cart has a bed made of poles. It has sides of poles curved upward and tied together with thongs. Look at the wheels. They are enormous. Hear the din they make as they rattle over the cobblestone streets. There are other carts coming up this side street. It is queer they do not use wagons. No. Not when you learn that all vehicles in Montevideo are taxed by the number of wheels, and that a four-wheeled wagon would have to pay twice as much as a cart. Montevideo has very good streetcars. The streets of the city run so uphill and down that few cabs are used. We can go anywhere on the trolley lines. We ride upon them by two-story and three-story houses— now passing great plazas, or squares, filled with trees. We go out into the country, past beautiful houses with gardens about them, and come back to the city by a new line. We visit the Solis Theater. It is one of the largest in South America, covering two acres and having seats for three thousand people we go to the cathedral and spend some time in visiting the national museum and the public libraries montevideo has a university it has good common schools and schools are being established throughout the country at present many children do not go to school and one-third of the people cannot read or write montevideo has many rich people who have vast estates they live upon these in summer and spend the winter in their great houses in montevideo we stay some weeks in uruguay and visit well-to-do families their houses are grand but are very cold the floors are marble and the ceilings are often upheld by marble columns imported from italy there are no fires for the people believe artificial heat unhealthful and so they do not have stoves furnaces or steam heating pipes the result is that when it is cold the women receive their collars sitting in their furs with their feet on hot water bottles and the men often wear their overcoats when at the table for dinner some of the queerest customs of these people are those of courtship and marriage young women and men cannot walk together by themselves as they do in our country indeed a Uruguay girl must never go out on the street unless she has her mother, her aunt, or a servant girl with her, and should her boyfriends call, they would meet the whole family. When a young man begins to court a young woman, he does not come into her house, but stands for days in front of the building and stares at her window. In a short time she sees him staring. She at once knows what he means— THEN PERHAPS SHE OPENS THE WINDOW AND stares IN RETURN. THE TWO ARE NOT SUPPOSED TO TALK TO EACH OTHER, BUT THEY STAND THUS STARING FOR HOURS AT A TIME. THIS IS WHAT IS CALLED IN MONTEVIDEO PLAYING THE DRAGON, THE YOUNG MAN BEING THE DRAGON. I WILL NOT SAY THAT NEVER A WINK NOR a WHISPER PASSES BETWEEN THE TWO YOUNG PEOPLE, BUT IF SO, IT MUST BE WHILE NO ONE IS LOOKING. After a time the young man goes to the father of the young woman and tells him he wishes to call at the house with a view to a proposal of marriage. If he gets the father's consent, he comes and spends the evening with his sweetheart and her family, getting her as far off from the rest as he can. He is not allowed to see her alone until they are married. This custom seems odd to us and we often slyly laugh in our sleeves when we see a young man dressed in his best parading up and down in front of a window. We do not dare to laugh openly, for this might make the young man angry, and if he became jealous we might have to fight him straightway. From Montevideo we take some trips through the country. We visit the larger towns by railroad and travel some time on the Uruguay River here we see the great meat extract establishments the largest of them are at fray bentos where hundreds of thousands of cattle are yearly killed for meat extract the lean meat is stewed in warm water being skimmed again and again of the fat after a long time the stew thickens into a liquid like thin molasses when it cools it thickens it is now put up in tin boxes and sent to Hamburg, Germany, where it is repacked in little porcelain jars and shipped all over the world. Many of us have tasted beef tea made from this Uruguay meat. It is found in our drug stores and is often prescribed by the doctors for sick people. Not far from Frey Bentos, we find factories in which dried or jerked beef is made such meat is much liked by the south american people and is taken by the shipload from uruguay to brazil and the west india islands the animals are killed and the meat is stripped from their bodies in sheets and dried in the sun in such a way that it will not spoil however long it is kept end of chapter twenty six recording by andrea K.